Morning everybody. Welcome to Wellsprings Community Church. Uh, my name's Tiff, I'm part of the leadership team there uh, and it's really great that you've been able to join us this morning. Uh, we're not able to be together in the building, we're in the middle of lockdown, uh, but we're still able to come together to spend some time uh, reflecting, to spend some time worshipping, to spend some time listening and reading and thinking uh, and to spend some time seeing what God might be saying to us uh, very particularly as individuals, as a local church, as Wellsprings Community Church, but maybe as a wider church as well, uh, and even as a nation and as the world, things that God might be speaking about at the moment in the way that we treat each other, the way that we are with each other, the way that we love and care for each other. Parts of this morning might feel a little bit different to how we normally do things on a Sunday morning. It, we've still got our morning service, things will follow through in the same kind of way as they always do. Uh, but, but there may be some things later uh, which might come as a challenge to us uh, and might come to make us think about how we, what we think about things uh, and also then how we put into action um, the outworkings of those things that God may be speaking to us about. So in a few minutes um, we've got Samantha Brown uh, who's going to lead us uh, in a worship song. She's going to lead us in Cornerstone, you know, Christ Alone. Um, if you're on our Facebook group, you might have seen her singing this song already because uh, Sally put it on earlier in the week. Uh, and so I contacted them and said we'll be able to use it as part of the service. Uh, so it's really great that Samantha is able to do that. And then Rose Broadway is going to do our Bible reading. Um, so uh, from amongst the younger end of our congregation, uh, the people who were involved this morning. Uh, I'm going to be speaking uh, a little bit later. As I say, it may be something a little bit different to normal and um, expressing things that perhaps I wouldn't normally talk about on a Sunday morning. Um, we've got a little time of reflection then after that with some photographs and things for us to look at. Uh, before then, Anya uh, Chapman will lead us uh, in a thoughtful worship song. Uh, and then we've also got, um, it's officially down as Somerset Churches Together. Um, it's Sam uh, and Sam Burton and his Awaken team last Sunday uh, did a special evening uh, of prayer and of worship and, and of all kinds of different things for Pentecost where they drew together people from the whole of Somerset to be able to join in with that uh, and they've got this amazing technical ability to be able to record and then re-record with different people in different places uh, and so there's this song uh, called Kingdom Come that they've recorded with people from across different parts of Somerset joining in um, and so we'll, we'll watch that to finish our service uh, and as a way of saying God let your kingdom come in Somerset which is what last Sunday was about but then for us we could be saying at Wellsprings within our families within our communities wherever we are and um, so thank you to Sam and to all of his team who have put that together uh, and who have allowed us to use that later on in the service if you want to be involved in the future uh, in helping in any way maybe doing a Bible reading, uh, maybe doing some prayers, maybe leading some sung worship, maybe just doing a little uh, testimony time or something like that. Um, all kinds of different ways that you can be involved. Uh, get in touch with me uh, and it would be great to have other people involved as well so it's not just me uh, who's appearing and speaking all the time but we have a real mixture of people uh, coming up. Just looking at the time um, and the number of people joining us now, we're probably just about ready to start uh, properly always give just a few minutes 
because uh, no one's ever on time on a Sunday morning. If we were in church on Sunday morning, people are always arriving right up to and even just after the starting time. And so it's no different on here on a Sunday morning, I think, as well. So we will get going there now. As I've said already, welcome to Wellsprings Community Church. It's great that you could join us. Whether you're joining us live now on the Sunday morning, whether you're watching sometime during the week, whether you're watching sometime in the future, maybe on YouTube or on one of the Facebook groups or wherever you are on our website. Uh, it's really great that you're able to join us. Our prayer, as always, is that God will be speaking to us. He'll be moving us on in our journey of faith with him. Uh, and he'll be speaking to us this morning. That's our prayer. That's what we're expecting. We come with that expectancy. Uh, and I think this morning he certainly will. So let me pray. And then I'll hand over to Samantha to lead us in some worship, to Rose to do our Bible reading for us. Uh, I'll come back and, uh, and do some a talk, some thoughts then about events of the week and things like that. Uh, and then Anya uh, and the Somerset Churches Together group will be able to uh, lead us in some responsive worship uh, to what we think about as well. So let's pray and then we'll be able to continue through with the service. Lord Jesus, thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you that you are here and you are present. Thank you that wherever we are, wherever we're scattered uh, across Wellsprings, across Taunton, across Somerset, across Britain, across the world, that Holy Spirit, you can be touching each one of us at the same time. The Holy Spirit, you can be at work within each one of us at the same time. Lord, thank you that although we're scattered, we are gathered together as your people. Although we're in different places, there's a unity and a oneness and a bond and a relationship between us because you are the thing holding us together. You are the glue. Uh, you are that bond holding us tight. Lord Jesus, help us to grow closer to each other and to grow closer to you through all that we do this morning. So we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
from verse 7. Jesus left with his followers for the lake and a large crowd from Galilee followed him. Also many people came from Judea, from Jerusalem, from Indumenia, from the lands across the Jordan River and from the, er the area of the Tyre and Sidon. When they heard what Jesus was doing, many people came to him. 
When Jesus saw the crowds, he told his followers to get a boat ready for him to keep people from crowding against him. He had healed many people, so all the sick were pushing towards him to touch him. When evil spirits saw Jesus, they fell down before him and shouted, You are the Son of God. But Jesus strongly warned them not to tell who he was. Then Jesus went up onto a mountain and called to him the men he wanted, and they came to him. Jesus chose 12 men and called them apostles. He wanted them to be with him, and he wanted to send them out to preach and had to have the authority to force demons out of the people. These are, 12, these are the 12 men that he chose. Simon, Jesus named him Peter. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Jesus named them Boanerges, which means sons of thunder, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, and the, the son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who later turned against Jesus. Then Jesus went home, but again crowd gathered. A crowd gathered. There were so many people that Jesus and his followers could not eat. When his family heard this, they, th they went to get him because they thought he was out of his mind. But the teachers of the law from the teachers of the law from Jerusalem were saying, Beelzebul is living inside him. He uses power from the ruler of the demons to force demons out of people. So Jesus called the people together and taught them with stories. He said, Saturn will not force himself out of people. A kingdom that is divided cannot continue, and a family that is divided cannot continue. And if Satan is against himself and fights against his own people, he cannot continue. That is the end of Satan. No one could, no one can enter a strong person's house and steal his things unless he first ties up the strong person. Then he could can steal things from the house. I tell you the truth: all sins that people do and all the things people say against God can be forgiven. But anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. He is. He is guilty of a sin that continues forever. Jesus said this because the teachers of the law said that he had an evil spirit inside him. Then Jesus, mother of, and brothers, arrived standing outside. They sent someone in to tell him to come out. Many people were sitting around Jesus and they said to him, Your mother and brothers are waiting for you outside. Jesus asked, Who are, who are my mother and brothers? Then he looked at those sitting around him and he said, Here are my mother and brothers. My true brother and sister and mother and father are those who do what God wants just need to start the stopwatch.
rose beautifully read uh, our Bible reading for this morning, the rest of Mark chapter 3. It's where we've reached in our journey through Mark's Gospel during these lockdown uh, services. Uh, and as I listened to Rose reading it, as I read through the passage for myself, as I thought about uh, the events of this week, there was one phrase from this Bible reading that jumped out at me uh, and that seemed to shout uh, and demand that I think about this week. It's something that Jesus says. He says, if a house is divided against itself, that house will fall. If a house is divided against itself, that house will fall. Those of you who are friends of mine on Facebook um, will have seen this week on Tuesday, maybe, uh, that I changed my status. I changed my status uh, to a black square uh, and underneath it uh, I had a hashtag. I'm not into hashtags usually, I don't use them a lot, but I had a hashtag there. It was hashtag Blackout Tuesday. I didn't feel like I had any choice but to do that somehow, along with loads and loads of other people. It was my response to the things that I'd seen happening on the news uh, coming out of America. This man called George Floyd, who was killed by policemen kneeling on him, by a policeman kneeling on his neck so that he couldn't breathe, so that he died. I don't know how you felt when you saw some of that. Maybe you've seen some of the pictures or videos of it actually happening. I felt pain. I felt confusion. I had tears, I cried, I felt angry. And this Facebook status was just a way of responding to that, that initial response, that initial confusion and anger and hurt and pain and all those things. We had Blackout Tuesday. And then I don't, I deliberately don't get um, political on any of these things, usually. But then to see on Tuesday, uh, President Trump's response to what had happened. How using armed policemen with riot shields, using armoured vehicles, using tear gas, he cleared away peaceful protesters, he cleared away journalists, he cleared away priests, so that he could walk and stand outside a local church to the White House and hold a Bible in the air, not saying anything, just making some kind of statement. The other hashtag that I've used and that others have used a lot this week is Black Lives Matter. I've had a few responses from that and I know lots of other people have had lots of responses to it as well. Uh, probably one of the most common ones is to say something like, all lives matter should be the slogan that we're using rather than black lives matter. All lives matter. Uh, yes, they do. I agree. Um, but let me try and make a point for you. Uh, the last eight weeks, probably you know, you may be aware, uh, I've been back on my crutches. I haven't been able to get around the house. I haven't been able to go out of the house. I haven't been able to drive uh, without having my crutches with me, without having them to support me, because my right knee that I've had lots of problems with before uh, has been bad again for these last eight weeks. Loads of pain in there. 
um, restricting the movement, really swollen, not able to do the things that I needed to do. Um, I've been having telephone appointments with the doctor, with my GP. Uh, he's now, we're doing blood tests, we're doing x-rays, we're doing scans and all kinds of things to see if he can work out uh, any way forward what we do to try and get this knee to be the same as everything else. Just imagine for a minute that I go in and see my doctor uh, and I say, oh, well, look, I'm on the crutches and I'm in such pain and agony and it's swollen and, and, and there's a problem in my right knee. And he says, ah, oh, yes, but all bones and all joints matter. Yes, but, but I've got this pain in my knee, my right knee. That's the joint. That's the place that I've got this pain. It's not working properly. I need it to be like everything else. And he says, ah, oh, yes, but all, all joints and, and, and all bones matter. Can you see the point? Yes, they do. All bones, all joints do matter. But right now I've got one that isn't doing what it's meant to do, that isn't having the full potential of what it's meant to do, that isn't being able to give and be given the chance to be what it's meant to be because of the pain that's in it and the swelling that's in it and, and it's not right and so we need to sort that out because yes all joints and all bones matter but right now my right knee matters. Get the point? I grew up uh, in a Methodist church uh, very early on, I, I learned about these two brothers, John and Charles Wesley, who were the founders of the Methodist movement. And I can remember being completely amazed uh, when I discovered uh, that they had 17 brothers and sisters. There were 19 children in this family. And I can remember reading uh, in a book uh, this amazing piece where um, someone had asked Susanna Wesley, the mother of the family, the one who's had the 19 children, they said to her, which of your children do you love the most? Her response was as wise as the question perhaps was silly. Her response was, the child that I love the most is the one who is sick until they're well again, and the one who is away until they're home again. She understood. It doesn't diminish the love for everyone, all that it does is expand the capacity to love as you live with another person's pain. Black lives matter doesn't mean other lives don't matter. All it's doing is calling attention to the fact that society clearly thinks that black lives don't matter. And so some levelling up needs to happen. All lives matter, but right now, black lives matter. And you know what? It's exactly the same way that Jesus dealt with people too. Did Jesus consider everyone of equal value? Of course he did. But what did he say? He said things like, blessed are the poor. You can just imagine Jesus sat on the mountainside delivering the Sermon on the Mount and he says, blessed are the poor, and someone jumps up and starts shouting from the back, no, 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 but surely Jesus, blessed are all people, all people are blessed, not just the poor. Jesus said, blessed are the poor. All lives matter 
invalidates the specific concerns of black people. The entire point of Black Lives Matter is to, is, is to illustrate the extent to which black lives have not mattered in America. They've not mattered in this country. They've not mattered in so many places around the world. Often that's been caused originally by our nationalistic empire building and it's being done with the approval or even the instigation of the Christian church. Just looking at the clock. Eight minutes, 46 seconds. That's how long the policeman knelt on George Floyd's neck until he died. From the moment I started speaking until now, that's how long it happened. And you know what? I don't think it's enough to not just, to just not be racist. We have to show ourselves to be anti racist. We have to call other people out on their racist words and actions and attitudes. We have to actively fight against it. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, he leads a church in Chicago uh, and I saw on his Facebook feed this week that several nights uh, along with his church members he'd been out marching through the streets of Chicago alongside the black people who were protesting that black lives matter. He took his predominantly white congregation to march through the city alongside the black protesters. When it was necessary, he stood with his congregation between the armed police and the protesters. Those protesters who, much, much more than me, white, middle-class English person, they understand what it means to feel the hurt and the pain and the tears and the confusion and the anger when they see what happened to George Floyd. Being anti-racist, I think, involves consciously challenging and assessing your own beliefs and your own actions and then being prepared to challenge others to do the same. For Jesus, all people matter. But who did he go to? He went to the hurting. He went to those who were denied a place at the table. To those who were not seen as part of the community. And to those people he said, you matter. Tax collectors, as we thought about last week, matter. Lepers matter, foreigners matter, women matter. Does that mean that Jesus loved anyone else less? No, of course it doesn't. It just means that his life and his ministry expanded the vision and the capacity of his followers to love as they broke down those religious and cultural walls that had divided people. It's why he said that the shepherd 
would leave the 99 sheep to look for the one. He didn't love those sheep any less. He just responded actively to the current situation. It's why we can't be like the priest and the Levite in the parable of the Good Samaritan, who have the privileged position of being able to pass by on the other side without even looking if they choose to. I'm sure the priest and the Levite wouldn't have approved of what had happened to the man who'd been beaten up. But if they just carried on by on the other side, saying, all lives matter, then they're not being a neighbour to that man. Only when they stop and help are they, the, are they good neighbours to the man. I think all of this is about us, me, revealing God's kingdom to everyone by our actions and by our attitudes, black as well as white, poor as well as rich, female as well as male, gay as well as straight, weak as well as strong, young as well as old. As a country and as a church, if we're divided, we cannot stand. That's why right now we need to be revealing in every way we can that black lives matter. Eight minutes, 46 seconds. Let's look at some pictures to help us think about our response to all of this.
Kingdom come, may your will. 
different this morning to normal. Let's close our service with a short time of prayer as we reflect on the things that we've seen and the things that we've heard, as we reflect on our response, as we reflect on what it might mean for us, as we think about 8 minutes 46 seconds. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we are sorry for the times where we have not said and done the right things, especially in regards to our black brothers and sisters. Lord Jesus, I pray that this week would be a turning point within America, within Britain, within other countries around the world. It would be a turning point within the church as we actively acknowledge the debt that we owe to groups of people around the world. The problems that we have caused. the situations people are in now because of what the church has done in the past. And Lord, we say we are sorry for that. Lord, help us to begin to put things right. Lord, right now, let it be that recognition that black lives matter and the change that has to take place within our lives because of that and within our lives as a church because of that. But Lord, let us move on from there as well, so that truly we can recognise that all lives matter because we're constantly looking for those whose lives are being marginalised, those whose lives are lived on the edge, those whose lives are lived without the privilege that so many of us have. And Lord, help us then to reach out to those people, to stand with those people, to lift those people from where they are, so that all lives matter. Lord Jesus, continue speaking to us this week and help us by your spirit to put into action the things that you're calling us to do, to change the attitudes that need to change and to, to have the actions that we need to have. I ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. If you want to think any more about some of the things we've been thinking about this morning, uh, then I would thoroughly recommend that you go on YouTube. Uh, I'll put a link uh, onto uh, within the Facebook groups as well. But go into YouTube uh, and search for Standing in the Rubble, Mike Royal, uh, 
another friend of mine, Adam Dyer, who's the leader of Yeovil Community Church. Uh, he's done an interview uh, with Mike Royal. Mike is a bishop. Uh, he's black. Uh, and he, for about half an hour, they chat together um, and they discuss some of the events of this week uh, and some of the response, uh, helping maybe people like me <laughs> to understand a black person's response to what's happening uh, and to understand what it might mean for the church and for the church going forward uh, and how we uh, best bring reconciliation uh, and prove that black lives do matter. We'll leave it there for this morning. Those of you who are Zoomers might want to join uh, me again in a few minutes on there. Um, thank you to all those who've been involved this morning. Thank you to Samantha for her song earlier on, which was great, and to Rose for doing the reading, and to Anya again for leading us, uh, and to Sam uh, and all the people at Awaken who uh, last Sunday uh, had their special Pentecost event and we saw uh, that song, the Kingdom Come song from that, which was great to be able to use. If you want to do anything for next Sunday's service, then get in touch with me. If you want to do the Bible reading, some prayers, lead communion, um, lead the worship time, whatever it might be, uh, then just get in touch with me and we'll be able to work that out. Uh, and it'd be great to have more people involved again next week. Uh, but for now, have a good week. For now, stay safe. Uh, grace and peace, everybody. And we'll see you next Sunday, if not before.